This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. If you have a green thumb or have always wanted one, then get ready for Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, hosted by Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Garden Talk aims to introduce new ideas, help solve problems, and keep you up to date on the latest developments in the nursery and landscaping industry. Call in now with your gardening questions, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Now, here are your Garden Talk hosts, Ken, David, Mark, and George. Good morning, San Diego. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. We're going to be here for the next hour talking to you about all kinds of stuff going on in the uh, yard and garden business. Good morning, guys. Good morning, fellas. How is everybody? Good morning. Week? This is the Good first I know. full, full entourage of 2021. That's right. It is. Good morning. After a couple of week break. Well, well, for, 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 for some of you, for some of you, yeah. the less hardy of us Correct. amongst us. It was gorgeous this morning. Did you notice the crescent moon? I did actually. What was the it planet, was perhaps clear. down that was the southwest of it? Did you notice? You that? You know, I did, and I'm guessing it's Venus. Yeah. But I need to ask my mother, and I haven't. It was very, very pretty. Clear skies, cold though. It was 37 in Poway. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think it was that cold in Scripps, but it, it could very well have been since. Uh, we're not that far from Poway. But you're kind of down in that hole down there, too. Right. A little bit of a valley. Yeah. Or my heart. Or, was gonna say, <laughs> or a hole. <laughs> oh. I, I just don't even know what to say to all that. It's crystal clear. It's beautiful out. We had some rain a couple of weeks ago. We have had no rain this last week, and we're not expecting any in the near future. Just a quick weather There's your weather update. update. Stay tuned for sports. <laughs> yes, and traffic. Um. Have you guys had any problems with the cold? No, no. I don't. I don't no, have it. I don't no. have anything that's frost sensitive in my yard. I did I, see I, some some frost on some roofs uh, the other day while I was driving in Poway on the north side of some homes. I had. Well, I, I had some. On my, I had. I had ice on my windshield. Can't remember. I don't even know what day it was. Now we. I, but I talked about it at work because I, I was running late and it made it worse because. I had ice on my windshield. Did you turn on your wipe, wipers? Yeah, to, yeah. Or your washers? Did you put extra water on there to freeze over? <laughs> freeze too? over. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't. But it was it was just at any rate. But it was kind of weird. I had there was ice on or on the roofs or frost. I think it was a week ago Wednesday. It was it could have been Wednesday because I I remember I didn't turn on my washers because I learned that lesson once many many years ago and remembered it. So I went down the driveway and then I turned on the hose. The hose yeah. Which was iced over, and it was freezing on my fingers trying to get it to squirt out because there was so little water coming through because there was ice in the hose. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, it didn't freeze solid, but all oh, my fingers were killing me. Some significant first world problems we have here. Yes, 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 yes. And thank goodness I have not yet planted my seed potatoes because then I would have had to protect my seed potatoes from that cold, and I didn't have to. And so, I, in this I, case, being lazy paid off for you. It paid off. I started my, my straw bale garden. I put some dirt in the bottom, and I went to my old potato pile to get that loose soil. And I started digging into it, and guess what I came across? Lot Lots of potatoes. of potatoes that you missed. Well, and they, they were growing. and they were, they were Happens every year. Yeah, so I had to kind of replant and then mm-hmm. replant and thin no more. 
I think once you plant potatoes, unless you're incredibly diligent getting in there, you will have right. potatoes for the rest of your life. Yeah. What are you growing I've, in the uh, straw bale? I'm going to put my. That's going to be my my raised potato garden. It's not going to be too. too it's not going to be too compact. Oh 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 oh! Not in the straw bale. Oh, I'm sorry. So, I'm oh, using the okay. straw bale as my perimeter. Oh okay. That that makes more sense. I'm not, I was going to no. say you're going to get some really tiny potatoes. Yeah, that's planted not, in the no. straw bale. No 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 no. I'm, this is going to be my. Just raised bed. My, my raised bed worm bed potato garden first, and then I took the one bale and put it down on its side so that the sun can come in because otherwise it's going to cast a shadow because I'm only starting with a couple of inches of soil at the bottom, put the potatoes in, and then I'll fill it as it goes. I don't know what the heck I'm doing, but we'll see because we are on the It'll cutting be successful. edge. I listened to the, uh, the intro, and we are on the cutting edge of creating problems and solving them. <laughs> <laughs> how, big, how big is the raised bed that you made? Well, it is one straw bale wide mm-hmm. and – Two straw bales deep, and it abuts my driveway, which is slightly sloped. I was too cheap to buy the fourth straw bale. (laughs) So it's a three-sided straw bale, but I'll have the opening side coming from my driveway, which slopes down to it, and that's my reasoning. It's not because I was too cheap to buy the fourth bale. You know, straw bales are up to 14 bucks a piece now. It's, It's highway robbery. Wow, that is expensive. Yes. For, for weeds that were cut down. They were, yeah. <laughs> you know, seven, eight bucks all spring for the fourth bale of straw. They're $14. Yeah. Are they? Okay. Yes. Wow. So the real reason is I just wanted a three-sided bed because then I can access it more easily. Does that sound yeah, reasonable? You want, yeah. You believe yeah, me, guys? It sounds like you went in with, the, with a good design. Yes. Yep. Exactly. Okay. Because I know you wouldn't cheap out in the... in the. Not me. No, no, no. David, not I, whatever. Ever. Eat. Thank you. <laughs> oh, let's see. <laughs> Sorry. What have we got going on? Um, what we have oh. is we're selling a lot of fruit trees. Yeah, well, I was going to touch base on that. Uh, David Austin roses oh. are coming in late next week. You think? You were going to say, are you sure? Is no, that what you were going to no, say? No, I wasn't going to say, That's are what you it sure, looked but, like. It, um, I have a confirmation that says they're going to ship the week of one eleven, which I believe is Monday. That so is correct. They will probably arrive Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. And we're going to can them up. And- we have to, have to can them up. And it'll be likely that we will have some in Poway by the weekend. And if we get them in time, then maybe we'll make an extra run down to yep. San Diego we'll on Friday so you guys mm-hmm. can have some as well. We're expecting 15... 15- was it 12 varieties 12, or 15? 12, 12 varieties. I think it was 12. And are, is that list posted somewhere now? I did think it, it's did on, it was added on to the Facebook, Facebook page? Yeah. And I think it might be on the website, too. Okay. So you can check that out. Yeah. Um, I did get a, a reconfirm, so I really do expect them. But as, you, as we very well know, until it arrives in the store, yeah, physically, we don't, we don't, we don't it, count on it. it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, speaking of fruit trees, they are going fast. Uh, and if you uh, if you have a desire to put some put some deciduous fruit trees in your yard, you yeah you best, best near, you yeah. best do it quickly. Uh, I know that there were out of at least one or two varieties. Well, the Royal and- Crimson's are gone. They were shorted. Uh, we didn't get what we were expecting, and I think they're gone already. And we might get some more in the next shipment, but I I'm not expecting them. And we are expecting a shipment of what we did not receive in the initial order is due 
next week. I got a call yesterday or an email yesterday saying that they will be in midweek next week. Um, and I did place a, an additional reorder. I don't know if it'll be in this batch or not. And it might get us a few things that, so we will have some trees. It may not be from the original list, but it'll be varieties that, that do well here just to try and keep things supplied because they have, we're about double the sales of fruit trees this year over last and almost the same with roses as well. Yeah. Things yeah, are, crazy. it's it's the. Well, we're, at, we're over 1,200 fruit trees probably at this point in, in Poway. In a week. Well, I, I looked it up in last Saturday or Last Saturday, you sold 373 barrow trees. We have some customers that are, like, Buying they must be seven. planting an incredible orchard. We had right. a gentleman purchase 18 trees yesterday. Yeah, we've had some that. Pe- we've had a couple buy 20 trees. Yeah, people that were buying one, two, three trees are now buying five and ten trees, and it's kind of amazing. The fruit trees and the roses are the toilet paper and paper towels of other of, of, of the nursery business. Of the nursery business. business. Yes. There you go. Yes. So, um I it's good to see. It in those terms, it's really, yeah. I guess that's true. I, I, we're we're thinkers here. Yeah. I think <laughs> I think big thoughts. Eh, same to you. Um, We've bought. I bought six already this year myself. I have purchased zero because I still have last year's not that I haven't planted yet. So I figured I'd wait. I did look at the uh, tropic gold apricots when they came in. I did look at the royal crimson ap- uh, cherries. Cherries. Mm-hmm. And I just thought we're too late on that one now. Yeah, and I thought. Well, Shouldn't tro- I plant the other ones first? Wasn't Tropic Gold the one that we ordered 130 of and we got 30? No, that was the Royal Crimson. That was the Royal Crimson. And then we Tropic shared Gold's some. Tropic Gold, yeah. you didn't get any of those? No, you well, you sent us five, which is fine. <laughs> I'm a little generous. <sighs> Very generous. Um, that's a great apricot. But all of that's a that's the Is that the old? That's the cook, cook one. The yeah. cook one. And it is precocious, George. That's what makes it so special. It's precocious. What does that mean? It bears fruit at an early age. I think we have a couple. Tr- uh, the jujubes are like that as well, I believe, aren't they? Some of them. Yeah. I'm not a big jujube guy. Nope. No, Ample used to bring them for us. And- well, you know, it, Mark, you telling me that's okay. Ken saying he doesn't like a piece of fruit doesn't surprise me. So, well, no, I can do that too. <laughs> so yeah, I wanted yeah. to sit back. Remember when Ample used to bring us fruit? Yeah, but I don't remember jujubes. Oh yeah. I don't mind jujubes. They're not my favorite fruit. But if you think about a tree that needs no care, it'll almost completely take care of itself in very, very, very low water. It's a late ripening fruit when very few things are still left. You have persimmons, you have uh, pomegranates, and you have your jujubes. And they're they're sweet. They're good. And they're good for you. Nope. <clears throat> yeah. I'm out. <laughs> Yeah, not 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 on my. Uh, I, I think they're I think list. they're interesting. They're not great. I wouldn't drive five miles for them. But you'd walk out to the yard and grab some. Yeah, yeah me too. They're part of the. I didn't mean to say yet. Yes. Yes. They are part of the the edible landscaping. The, the in your goal. Yard. The right. goal was to not ever have to walk more than five feet without being able to pick something, and they're part of that goal. Well, they got spines on them too. Yeah. That they not do. The, not the fruit. No, but you got to reach through the well. Yule Gibbons, to get to the Yule Gibbons, are you going to eat the tree? You're going to eat those thorns? No, but you got to reach through them to get to get to the fruit. Well, they're kind of an open tree. Yeah. <laughs> and mine, they they do out. sucker. The the one I have planted on my 
rocky bank has suckered, and the suckers produce these tiny little fruit, but they have good flavor. I know. Nope. Should we? Should we? Why don't we just segue right into beets? Why don't we go straight to beets? No, we don't need to do that. Hey, um, confirmation on the David Austin roses are listed on our website on oh, our plant oh, list with okay. the roses. Thanks for bringing us back, George. Happy to be here. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We would love to talk to you. Um, so feel free to give us a call. Um, what else Did we either of you two get fruit trees this year? No. no. Did either of you three get roses this year? No. no. And the reason being, I'm sure, is because you are saving them for our customers because you know they're in short, they're supply. In short supply. You would not go into, if you worked at Costco, you wouldn't run in in the morning and take the toilet paper or the paper towels before your well, customers If it was would. toilet paper or paper towels, I may, but not fruit, fruit trees and roses. Okay. You know, that I mean, just conjures up something there with the thorns on the jujubes. I guess we shouldn't call them the... Toilet paper <laughs> of the nursery business because that would hurt. Probably not. All right. Sorry. You were uh, going somewhere. Important. I was going somewhere, but I can't remember where it was. All right. Well, let's talk roses for a minute. All right. So the first batch came in and got processed, and they're all out. The second, the first delivery of the second batch came in. Did you get those? Yes. And they're out, and we're expecting one more delivery next week of the original roses plus the David Austins we talked about. It has been... It hasn't seemed like it's been that cool, but it's been cool. And so the roses have not leafed out very much. They're still fairly dormant, even from the from the first batch. So mm-hmm. it's a great time to get those in the ground. And we had somebody yesterday that wanted to know what was the best thing to put in the ground around their roses when they were planting. What's the best fertilizer? Does anybody have any suggestions? Uh, probably grow power. Well, Ada Perry's. And Ada Perry's. But Ada Perry's isn't a fertilizer. Uh, well, it is, right. kind of, but <laughs> yes. it's not. Yeah, we You're don't right. call it that because then right. people get, get waylaid. Confused. So, there was a question that you had, I think, a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about roses. We know about roses kind of a little bit, but... Oh, yeah, I had suggested that when we were sitting here that we talk, when we do talk about roses, that maybe we spend a, a moment or two and explain the differences between you know, a, a hybrid tea, a floribunda, grandiflora. So, and I and think you know that's what? an think excellent that's, idea. That's an excellent idea. And we, we will, we yeah. will discuss that when we come back from the break. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We, we would love to, we would love to talk to you and we will talk to you more about roses when we return right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. To the garden party, they all knew my name. No one recognized me. I didn't look the same, but it's all right now. I learned my lesson well. 
And we're back with more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. Uh, as we went into the break, we were talking about the different kinds of roses and their growth habits. And so the question remains, and David, you're the rose expert. At least that's what, what we pretend. Um, what, what's the difference between a hybrid tea and a floribunda and a grandiflora? Size, shape, function. So the most popular roses, and we sell more hybrid teas than any other because they are the, air quotes, cutting roses. They are the single stem, long stem, perfect for cutting in bouquets, roses. And so everybody wants a hybrid tea because that's the rose you cut. But all roses are cuttable. All roses make decent arrangements or bouquets. Mm-hmm. It just depends on on the variety, how you use it. Floribundas are generally shorter, more compact plants that produce more flowers, but with shorter stems. They're usually smaller flowers multiple, and multiple, multiple flower heads on, on, on a spray. And we say generally shorter because... Iceberg, the most popular rose we sell, is a floribunda. But if you let it grow, I've seen six, eight, ten foot high iceberg rose bushes. But you don't have to let them get that big. So floribundas are multiple stems, shorter stems, usually smaller flowers. But they still make beautiful clusters. And grandifloras are kind of like floribundas on steroids. They are multi-headed, but longer stems, larger flowers. Not as big and as long as a hybrid tea, but bigger clusters of longer stems than a floribunda. Did, does, did that make sense? Mm-hmm. Did you guys it like does. It, it's almost counterintuitive when you say, because when you say a hybrid tea and you say the word tea as a rose, people often think it's a, a small rose. It's well, a no, tea I, rose. I put out my pinky and take there a sip. You go. Yeah. That's what I would do. Really? Yeah. You think of a tea, I think of something more dainty. I, I do know what a hybrid tea rose is, but I do think okay. I had people say, oh, I thought the tea rose was the small one. I had to look at Mark and... Ken, to make sure I wasn't the only one looking at you. Oh, no, you guys look at me that way all the time. There's <laughs> nothing different. So the hybrid tea is the best for cutting, but a single little floribunda, putting it in a smaller vase, or miniature roses, which are frequently medium-sized plants, but smaller flowers, great for smaller vases. I mean, all of them are cuttable and bring-inable. Is bring-inable a... It is now. Okay. They are all cuttable and bring-inable. And color, fragrance, disease resistance. You know, the best thing I ever did for disease resistance was move east. Yeah. Move away from the well, coast. Get away from the water. Yeah. And there's a lot less disease problems. You look like you're about to say something. I was going to say something. When did, when did we start selling more iceberg than we did uh, double the light? Double the light? I think we kind of always have, or it's been kind of close. Are you? Don't you roll your eyes at me, young man? <laughs> yeah, they're close. Okay, well, it might be the second most popular rose. Yeah, Th- thanks for calling me out. Yeah, well, yeah, there again, that double the length. You don't like it. I don't like it. Why? I, do you, what? What? Well, you don't eat it, so we don't have to worry about that being your dislike. What? Just, what is wrong with it? I just, I, I don't know. I just don't. I double. I, I, I think it. I, I, I think it's. Uh, I think it's overhyped. I double really delight did. rose, a double delight, a pleasure for the eyes, a pleasure for the nose, a double delight. And it's a bicolor, red and white, and the amount of red versus white 
varies as the seasons change, the weather changes. You get more white or more red, and it never looks exactly the same. I um, I'm going to have to disagree again with you, Mr. Anderson, uh, on this. That, that doesn't surprise me. I like the double delight as well. So if we're gonna, and it has a, I think a very pleasing fragrance. Agreed. Yeah. I think I know. I, I, I think I. It tastes like dirt, doesn't no, it? No, <laughs> I no. I just I personally I think that I think there's. Um, if you're looking there for fragrance, so if you're looking for fragrance, I think there's better rose. Well, there are other roses that are fragrant. There are other roses that are more fragrant. Oh, Mr. Lincoln, Chrysler Imperial, Fragrant Cloud. Fragrant Cloud is probably my favorite. I mean, it's 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 a it's a it's a beautiful rose. It's a nice color, um, and it has an incredible fragrance to it. Well, see, I can agree with everything you just said without bashing the double delight. I didn't rose. bash double. You were bashing it, wasn't he bashing yeah, it? Your George? face was bashing it, absolutely. <laughs> okay, but he's on the radio, so right. nobody yeah. can see yeah. that. Yeah, I got a face for radio. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, we, all, we if, all do. If you want to give us a call, eight 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 three four four eleven seventy is the number. We're going to go out to El Cajon where where Raymond is waiting. Good morning, Raymond. How are you? Uh, great. How about yourself? Doing well. Doing well. What can we do for you? I wanted to check with you. I have some poinsettias left over from Christmas, and I wanted to plant them in the ground and see if I could get them to grow. I know they're a hard product to get to take and keep to next year, so I thought I would check with you on best soil condition to put it in and where to put it in the direct sun or or what's the best way to try and keep them to next year in the ground. I think full... We want to find a place in full sun uh, and and well drained soil. Uh, they're going to need they're going to need plenty of water once they're in the ground. Uh, regular feeding, uh, and I just would not expect them. I would not expect them to. I would not they're expect not gonna... them to look like they did when you got them this season. Correct. But they they should they should naturalize and they should grow. They get pretty leggy. Yeah, they do. My... But they're uh. They're a long-term plant. I know my aunt used to have them, and she had beautiful ones, but it was a very – she had to treat them with tender, loving care to get them to be like that. Well, they, did, they, so. they will be sensitive to frost, too, so you have to keep, you have to keep that in mind. So you want, to plant, you want to plant them somewhere where they're a little bit on the protected side. Okay. So you said lots of water when I transplant it, right? They're not going to want to dry out. That, yeah. Okay. But while the weather is cool, what happens next year? Just keep keep them in the ground and trim them two or three times a year to keep them more compact. And while the weather is cool, you won't have to water them as often as you will once the weather warms up. But just keep the ground moist. Yes, yeah. during the transplant portion. Which, well, how long would you say the duration of transplant would be? Like three three weeks, something like that. No, no when, longer than that. It's going to take them longer yeah, than that to get through, established. Through the summer, really. Okay, because my aunt was always against watering them a lot. So uh, yeah, once they okay, so keep them moist through the summer. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, all right. Thanks. I'll give you a call next year and let you know what happened. Great. Thank you very much, Raymond. Yeah. And, and, and if you'd like, you can call us once or twice during the season. That's okay too. I my folks had a poinsettia still in its container set in a raised planter at their house it got morning sun and it rooted through the container into the ground and this fall it looked fantastic around thanksgiving maybe a little bit earlier 
It was coming into bloom. It was one of the red and white ones, and it looked fantastic. And then a week later, I'm back, and it was right after a cold spell, and I thought it must have been frosted because it was all starting to shrivel at the tops. And I went over and looked at it, and it had a an incredible case of spider mites. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so my folks asked me to bring them something to take care of spider mites, and then I came back a week later, and I'm like, ah, oh, I forgot – and then a week later, oh, I forgot. And I did take them some Captain Jacks about a week ago and sprayed the stems. There was not a leaf or a brack <laughs> left on the plant. I waited a little bit too long. But I, it was covered with spider mites. Uh, you could see the webbing and the, right. the netting around it. It was, I was surprised. I didn't, it hmm. really surprised me. I assumed it was just cold. It's interesting. I, I think they're pretty easy to grow. I put a couple cuttings in and, and have some. I showed you some pictures of those large, large, large old varieties, and mm-hmm. and it just thrives. And and with the, it's in the southern part of the yard. It gets shade, so it starts in the winter. It starts getting enough hours to give me the red bracts. Rich from, colors up, yeah. Rich from the fair called me a couple of days ago because he's ready to trim his that he's had in the ground in Del Mar for decades, and we got some cuttings from him last year. And, I think we had two plants that survived out of it. Tony was working on that for me. But I'm going to get some more. We'll try it again. That's the old double one, you know, the big, right. the old-fashioned yeah. one that gets so so large. And it's done very well for the them. flaming sphere? No, just, the, oh, yeah, I guess that would be. That, that was the one that um, Flora, Flora Bunda was growing. Wideners. Was it Wideners? That, oh, no, it? we got it from flaming. Yeah, we, you're right, yeah. Flora Bunda. We're going to go out to uh, San Marcos where Pat is waiting. Good morning, Pat. How are you? Hi. Good morning, gentlemen. Happy New Year. Same to you. Hey, uh, I'm, a, I'm a new gardener. I started during the COVID as a new hobby, and I'm really enjoying my gardening. But my question is, how do I start composting? Uh, that's one question. My second question is, what are the advantages or of, uh, I keep hearing you talk about, you know, raised bedding, and uh, I'm kind of curious about that, about why you you picked uh, raised bedding versus, you know, regular in-ground uh, bedding, uh, you know, gardening. Well, there's a couple, as far as the raised beds are concerned, there's a couple of, couple of advantages to it. One of them is you don't have to get on the ground to do it. Um, okay. You, they're usually, they're usually a foot to two feet deep, um, so so you don't have, like I said, you don't you don't have to get on the ground to to plant things or, or to harvest things. Right, right, um, right, right. The other advantage to it is that you have complete control of of the soil that goes into it. So, okay, it, it, okay. You, so there's there's a lot of different there's a lot of different soil mixtures that you can use, um, and you can all and you, I can't even I'm losing my train of thought. <laughs> no, yeah. All those are good reasons. Yeah. Sometimes people have problems growing things in the ground because their soil doesn't drain because the well. soil doesn't I mean, drain well. Yeah. A, a low spot in the yard right, that always right. has that's... water, or, or you're yeah. in a spot with a lot of rock that precludes you from breaking it up. So yeah. people will use right, raised right, beds, right? Yeah, furry well, little that's critters. What, that's, what I, that's what I'm finding in, in some of my uh, areas with the gardening that the the ground is very rough. So that's what I was wondering about the raised garden. Okay, and then what about composting? How do I start composting my garden? Well, the lazy way is just to start throwing stuff on the ground and then let it pile up. And it eventually it all does break down. <laughs> oh, oh, you don't have to add. 
You don't have to have nitrogen or some kind of chemical to get it going. No, there are, you, you can. It'll you accelerate can. it exactly. Yeah. yeah, there's compost starter that will accelerate the process, but um, you don't need to. It, it will eventually just start to break down. If you get the so proper ratios you, of your greens and your browns, your, your you know fresh cut grass uh, versus dried grass and, and dried leaves. If you get the proper ratios, you get a very very hot compost pile going, and it'll break down rapidly. What do you know? Okay. What the- do you recommend using a container or just right on the ground? You'll 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 have better results if you put it in some kind of container because you'll con- okay. you'll constrain it. Also, you'll you'll maintain that heat a little bit better in a container, and you'll prevent okay. perhaps sure. prevent some of the rodents from getting in there and making a home in it because it'll be nice and warm. And in the winter, the rats love to burrow into it. Oh, good good to know. I, okay, good to know. Okay, great. Thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate that. You guys have a great day. Thank you. And I really, I really enjoy your program. Thank you very much, Pat. We appreciate that. Have a great weekend. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We're going to take a quick break here at the bottom of the hour, and we'll be back with more Garden Talk right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. To the garden party, they all knew my name. No one recognized me. I didn't look the same, but it's all right now. I learned my lesson well. And we're back with more garden talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. Uh, Found out this week, the last, the last product that we had from Greenlight is gone. Wow, uh, maze. Oh, we okay. Well, we still have a few on the shelf. There's a few. Well, but, it, we can't but when it? it's gone, it's gone. Oh, really? Yeah. And I was really surprised. I, who was it? Was it Scotts that bought them? Yes. As well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we got, we got one more thing that Scotts. Screwed up, destroyed, destroyed. Yes, yeah. Um, I did, but yeah, I was. I we're 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 researching and we're researching uh, replacement products. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I was I was really surprised that that was that that was always one of the best sellers of the entire Greenlight line. But well, it took them longer to destroy it than most of their products. That is, yeah. But but they got they got rid of the majority of the Greenlight line. Right. Um, well, for, for those that don't, don't know it, what is a maze? It's well, a pre-emergent a- weed killer. Okay. It's a really good pre-emergent weed killer, and it can be a it can be a um, it, it can be a very good uh, work saver when you absolutely when you, you, know, yeah. you know, especially if you have a garden area or a planting area with where you have a rock 
border or something, it's it's great to put in there to keep the weeds from coming up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just I, I was just looking and realized that Ricky Nelson died in nineteen eighty five. Did you know that? Well, I I don't know, but I don't know how you came to that from Amaze. Well, because I was thinking about him coming in, and he should come here and and be in our studio sometime, but it's not going to happen. (laughs) Yeah, not not now. Not at at this point. Okay, sorry. Go back to your Amaze, but that's what I was – that's so sad. Your your mind does drift. It does wander. (laughs) Okay, sorry. We were in Amaze. I I wouldn't mind Ricky walking in either, I guess. Well, we all enjoy it. Yes. Yeah, Maze. We, Sorry, we, we were talking about Maze. It's a wonderful... I lost, lost track of a, what we were talking about. So, so. pre-emergent weed killers uh, prevent seeds from germinating, or they kill the seeds as they germinate. And yes. so when you have established flower beds or established plants, after everything is planted and the soil is not going to be disturbed, putting down a pre-emergent weed killer creates a barrier over the soil surface that prevents weeds from growing for a season. Yeah. And so it's a huge time and uh, right. work Labor saver, saver yeah. in the garden. And Amaze was the, the, the Cadillac of yeah, them. It was, it, it, was the, it was the most popular. We've always, we've always sold some kind, of, some kind of pre-emergent weed killer. I know, I know pre-seeder, weeder was, yeah, there's, a, was a big one. Back in um, the day. Back, day yeah. back in the day. That stupid uh, little yellow bottle with yeah, the red, the yellow, red label. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or canister, not canister, bottle. Yeah. Yeah. Was that preen? No, Preen's another one. Preen's another one, and I we've got a couple, couple of different products coming in this week to to evaluate, and we'll we'll have it shortly. We'll have something, yeah. But But if you are an Amaze fan, go get it now because it's going to be gone. Yeah, yeah. pick it, pick it. We only had about ten bags. I sold two to a lady or the other day, and we only we only had about ten bags left. The bags we have cover a pretty good area, four thousand square feet, I think. Yeah, maybe we should hoard it. And then we can sell it online later, like that empty Weber's bread bag for forty-five bucks. We can do a maze for more. I'll bet. You, what do you think, probably, guys? Probably could. <laughs> probably could. But you know, get, going back to Greenlight, I mean, they that was a full, that was yeah. a full full line insecticide and herbicide company. Yeah, they had everything. They, they, they had everything. Mm-hmm. And now nothing. Now they're now nothing. Like a, yeah, they went the way of Ortho. Yeah, Ortho was another one. Cooks, yeah, cooks. Uh, I forgot about cooks. Cooks, mm-hmm. Chacon. I mean, there was, there was a lot of them. There was a lot of companies back, back in the day. Uh, I never not liked the Chacon line because it, it always sounded like somebody was yelling at you in Spanish, calling you names. <laughs> Some kind of Spanish word. You didn't. That's when I went Chacon. Hey, don't mess with me. Anyway, that's what I always thought when we had that on the. You, we, that we had a spot had, part of your repertoire that started before you you came in, George. Right. That was back when we were only Point Loma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm, I can't even remember when I can't even remember when Chacon disappeared and Cook when and when Cooks disappeared. Right. It's been but years it, and it's, years. It's it's it's, it's interesting because I remember we had we had Malathion. On the shelf from Ortho, and we had Malathion on the shelf from Cooks, and I remember the re- as it was explained to me back then because I couldn't figure out why we had both two of the same thing. But Cooks was water based, so it was you could use it on yeah more tender plants, correct? Whereas the oil Ortho based, was yeah. was oil based, so 
And I think that's the only thing we have from ortho on the shelf right now is malathion. And I can't remember the last time I sold a bottle of it. No. It's, it's been a, so stinky. Yeah. Oh, it's so stinky. Oh, it's, it's hard. So that many. organophosphate smell. Yeah. Yeah. It's a. The, the only time I've seen us sell it, it's usually a, a much older gentleman exactly. that would come in and look for it and take it. Because that's, that's, what, a, that's know, what he always used. Yep. yep. It's, 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 a good, it's a good product. I mean, it, and when you, you know, people, people get concerned about using malathion because it's an, an organophosphate. But when you when you when you do the analysis and you look at you look at the safety of it, it's actually pretty. Yeah. It's it's actually pretty safe. Yeah. I mean, it Oh, you, you got a there, bad there, rap when a, they started a, spraying it, remember? Yeah, there's yeah. a there's a, there's a lot of other stuff on the shelf that's yeah. far worse than that. <laughs> yeah. So. It's true. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else do we have going on? Um, oh, can we go we, back to go fruit ahead. trees for a minute? Yes, go ahead. You know, we, you have mentioned to me a couple of times, but I've heard it in the last week, and I never thought about it in the backyard orchard culture and planting multiple varieties in a single hole. There's mm-hmm. a very important piece of information that I never shared with anybody that you have said about rootstocks. Oh, if, so if you're going to plant in the same hole? Yes. And right. I, you want them to be on a, the same same rootstock. Why? Because they'll have the same watering and, right. and growing requirements. I yeah. never thought about that. Right. Yeah, and, I, and I think I learned that actually from Tom Spellman uh, when he was out with us from Dave Wilson Nursery a couple of years ago when he was teaching that night class on backyard orchard culture. So you listen to other uh, people. Par- once in a while, I will listen to folks. You have a little I, sparkly right here on your lip. and it's just leave it there. I'm going to leave it there. It's drive you crazy. I'm not going to take it. But anyway, just... Yeah. I never thought about that, and it makes so much sense, especially to somebody who croaks plants that are on the wrong rootstocks that don't get enough water, right. that you want them to have the same. And it just is a duh moment, and I never considered it. Makes so, a difference, yeah. yeah. Uh, you, you knew it too? Well, honestly, no. Okay. But it makes complete sense. Like, I should yeah. have known that. Yeah, it's a duh, a yeah. duh moment. Yeah. yeah. So okay. when, when people... When people come in and are looking at the fruit trees and they mention that they want to put them in the same hole or they heard about putting them in the same hole, and I, I'll always encourage them to get the, the same rootstock so that the water requirements are equal. Well, I guess while we're there, can we rootstock for a minute? So to there are different degree. rootstocks that encourage different growth habits out of fruit trees. Some keep them smaller, some allow them to grow larger, and many are designed for shallow, heavy clay soils. Like a lot of our areas of the county are clay and rock. We have shallow spreading rootstocks that will thrive in that situation. We also have other rootstocks that go deeper that that don't won't need as much water in the summer, which those are the trees that I've kept alive because I have a deep soil and I've planted trees on deep rootstocks and some trees I can't get on the Nemagard or deep rootstock um, and they are shallow root systems, which need much more frequent watering. So if you're in a heavy clay soil that stays wet all the time, a shallow rootstock is perfect for you, and the deep rootstock won't work. But in, the, in other situations, if you have a looser soil, then having a deeper rootstock, which the Nemagard is the one that goes the deepest, um, will allow you to keep your plants alive with less water, which works well. You jumped into by, by saying rootstock, but for those that don't know it, what, what is a rootstock? You know, rootstock, we, all of our fruit trees, or most of our fruit trees, are grafted on something, and that is the rootstock. And then the, 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 the desirable plant, you know, uh, uh, 
the, the royal crimson cherry, for the example, edible the edible portion that's going to give you the fruit is separate from that and grafted onto it. So it's taken from a known tree. You go out and cut a piece of royal crimson off of a tree that's giving you royal crimson cherries, and you graft it onto a rootstock. Well, you wouldn't do that because a royal crimson is still patented. No, no, no. So no I was saying they would do that at the at the I nursery gotcha. where they're okay. growing these okay. products. Yeah, and so different, okay. and there are different you know characteristics. Uh, and almost all of the citrus, almost all of the stone fruits, uh, the deciduous fruit trees, and almost and the majority of the roses are all grafted. We take the desirable portions that people enjoy and attach them to a different rootstock or hard, different base. Typically, like you said, just a, it's a stronger rootstock. That allows it to grow better and produce more flowers or more fruit, fruit or, or whatever. whatever. In yeah. the case of the, of the other trees, though, there are uh, dwarfing characteristics right. or, you know, that may have a two-thirds the size of a of a uh, standard, regular standard right. tree, or in the case of a, uh, a dwarfing, there'd be something that would keep it much, much smaller. And there's another thing that you can do with the fruit trees in particular that will help to keep them dwarf, regardless of what rootstock they're on. Uh, and we'd true. really like to discuss that right now, but we can't, can we, Ken? No, we cannot. Why we not, Ken? <laughs> we need to take a break. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number you listen to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We'll be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. To the garden party, they all knew my name. No one recognized me. I didn't look the same, but it's all right now. I learned my lesson well. And we're back with more garden talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I was looking in the uh, the January February issue of California Garden Magazine, which is an outstanding garden magazine. I think it's the oldest one in, Calif- in California. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is pu- it's published by the uh, San Diego Floral Association. They had an interesting article in there about the um, about the Bennington Grove in um, Balboa Park and on twenty six on twenty sixth Street uh, near Pershing Drive. As you down below the um, golf course, okay. as you drive through, there is a there is a stand of coast live oaks planted there. It's it's actually pretty big, and mm-hmm. it was planted there as a memorial to the uh, USS Bennington, which exploded in San Diego Bay in July of 1905 uh, with a tremendous loss of life. I think there were sixty. I think there were about sixty five sailors were killed uh, when that happened, and they wanted to memorialize it and it. And over the years, as the Bennington disaster faded into history, a lot of, a lot of people didn't realize it was there. But it, back in 2014, they went through and started surveying uh, oak trees in in Balboa Park, and 
they've actually rememorialized it now. There's huh. there's an entry there's there's an entryway with a sign of the uh, the Bennington Memorial Oak Grove. Huh. It's a it's actually a really it's a it's a really pretty place. It's a it, it's a it's a neat thing to see. So if you're um, out and about in Balboa Park, I would definitely stop by and and take a look. Where it, in the park is it? Uh, twenty six. 26 near Pershing. It's on down the, at the bottom. The east, but, on the east side? On the east side. Okay. Down in the, in the, kind of, it's, as you, you drop know, down to go you, up to Morley Field? Yeah. I know. I've driven it, past it a million yeah, it's times. A, it's on the right hand. So as, you're heading, as you're heading east, it's on down the right. Down from the zoo? Yeah. As you go down there? I, I yeah, know I, right where you're talking about. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a really neat place. Um, the At the time that it happened, and it might still be, the... The uh, Bennington the Bennington disaster was the largest loss of largest loss of life in the Navy um, during peacetime, and there were actually eleven medals of honor presented to surviving crew members that that worked the uh, rescue effort. Huh. So what what, what happened? Boiler exploded. Yeah, yeah. It was a. Uh, it was. Uh, it was. It was quite the disaster. And it, when the Maritime Museum reopens, uh, there's actually a, an unbelievably detailed model of the Bennington in the uh, Navy exhibit. There, it was. Uh, it was. It, it was. It. It's. It's quite the story. It. It really is. But you know, you're kind of a downer this morning. I don't know. That's that's a it's a memorial. It's a, it's a memorial. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, we we were talking during the break. What, uh, Something about fruit trees or rootstocks or or composting. Composting. Well, composting. We want to go back and finish up when we were talking to Pat earlier about her question, and, and one of the things that she should or everybody should do is make sure that you know you shred the stuff up as much as you can. That will help uh, expedite the breakdown. And as we said, it gets very hot. You, you can get compost up to about 160 degrees, which kills most pathogens and seeds in there, which is, which is a good thing. Which and is what you want. Which is what you want. You want to turn it periodically. You want to keep it – you want to get, get some water in there, but you don't want it soaking wet. Yeah, you, you know, that's it, not it, a good It's thing. not good. A, a good, healthy compost smile has a ver- a pile has a very pleasant smell. It, it smells earthy. Earthy. And if you like gardening, it's a great smell when you turn the compost pile. Um, kitchen scraps are useful to go in there with the exception of – you know, you don't want to put milk products, bones, uh, you know, fish or anything like that. That'll also encourage uh, scavengers to come in and dig through your pile. Um, well, I spread out the chicken manure or chicken droppings and the shavings from my chicken coop, and yeah. they haven't composted. It's been out there for months now. Probably too dry. Have you got any water on it at all? No, other, I've done nothing. It, I put it, it out will, there. It'll it'll eventually compost. Just takes yes. a long time if it's in, you know if you just leave it there. If you if you combine it as we said, you get it. Moisture moisture is pretty key. Moisture is important for that, right? Yep. And then, and one of the things a lot of folks come into the to the nursery with the the big grubs that are in you know the big uh, yeah. fig yeah, beetles. The big, yeah, and they go, this is, yeah, these are in my compost. Uh, what do I do? To, and Nothing. what you do is you encourage you just leave them because they're actually very good. They help help that stuff break down even more rapidly. They're the just, downside they're is disgusting. the down, yes. yeah they are disgusting. The other thing is once they are a um, Beetle, they're problematic because they'll eat all your soft-bodied fruit. But as a grub, they're actually beneficial to a compost pile and your garden. Fr- and, and that's it. Go I ahead. was going to comment on soft-bodied fruit. That is a very good way of describing it. I've never heard it. 
phrased that yeah, way, but it makes sense. People always think sense. it goes to figs, but they, they get on peaches and plums and nectarines. Yep. We're going to go down to uh, Chula Vista where Alan is waiting. Good morning, Alan. How are you? Good morning, guys. Doing good. Always enjoy your show. It's fun to just sit and listen to you talk. But a um, question did come up into my mind. Um, recently, when I was shopping at Walmart. I found black walnuts that were uh, produced by a company in Missouri. And I, I was raised in Nebraska, and we used to go out and harvest black walnuts. They're a wild crop, and that's what, what it says on this bag that I got. Will that plant grow out here? Yeah, they, they should grow out here. Although we, yeah, we probably, probably not here. I mean, in California they will certainly, but I don't know. Will they on the water? I don't know. I don't know. The walnuts can be walnuts. Walnuts can be tricky out here. Um, yeah. We do. We have not had a. We have not had a real good success rate with um, bare root, with, with bare root walnuts. Um, over the past they, few years, they do grow well here. There, yeah. there are mild climate varieties that don't need much chill. But the old, the uh, native black walnuts, I don't think do real well out here. That could, well, they probably I mean, need a too high a chill, I would imagine. Well, you but could, I, you could try it. Toss, toss, toss a few walnuts out there. I mean, even even those that are considered low chill are like six, seven hundred hours. Right. So, oh no, there's a, is there? There are some. Uh, what is it? Page, oh, there, there Pedro, is. There, that's right. There there's, is. There's, yeah, there are one or two. Car, car, right. There's a few of them that will grow down here. But you can't grow anything underneath them once they start growing. Are, are they different varieties, or is there just one common variety, the wild version? That I don't that, know. That, we have to do a little research a, yeah, and that's get a back good to question. you, Alan. Um, they, they really thrive back in the Midwest, and they grow in long vines, and they just grow alongside the roads like. Uh, Berries do up in Washington State, and you just go out and harvest them. It's a, it's kind of a green uh, outer shell, and then there's a black material between the hard nut inside and this outer shell. It, they're rather messy to deal with, but, um, man, they, it, fresh black walnuts are just really great. They have such a wonderful flavor, so I'm anxious to try the ones, the store-bought ones, and see how they compare. Well, the... Yeah. I was hoping you were just going to ask us how to crack the shell because that I have an answer for, Alan. So you want to ask us how to get into those those hard black walnuts or no? Uh, yeah, I know how to do it. Uh, <laughs> my my dad was a railroader and he had a beautiful ball peen hammer, and I've still got it. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that'll do it. A better way than that, that. That's what we used to do. And then you have to use a nut pick to get the the, the you know the uh, nut itself out of the shell. Well, I was going to say the Duke walnut cracker. And well, that you, makes a great what what would what, what? Well, I agree with you. You, you. I have one, but I'll tell you what I like: I, the hammer, like Alan, for my macadamia nuts. That's yeah, what I oh, used to get into my macadamia. Exactly. I sit in the backyard and just hit them with a hammer. Yeah, yeah. But if you don't have a a soft base to hold the shell, then the nuts go flying all so over the place. Just gouge out a little brick. Little yeah, little I did. Yeah. I've done that with bricks, and then a little soft piece of wood. Yeah, and, and count on it. But the Alan, thanks for calling. We need to we need to go. Um, We'll be back with another with another hour of Garden Talk right here on KCBQ and KPRZ next week. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for joining us on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor? Send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. 
There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery.